from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge Podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the, the Coach's Edge Podcast, Postseason Thoughts. Seven, seven questions I want to ask you. Again, these aren't answers. This is questions that you should be asking as you head into the postseason. And I apologize if you're already out of the postseason. And I need to do, I'm so much in a Michigan mindset. And I'm realizing that Michigan is like one of the last states in the country as far as their postseason tournament goes. But to the rest of you, like, why are you finishing up your postseason so early? Like, what's the point of being done with the state playoffs in mid-February? Like, it's cold outside. It's, it's, even if you're down south, it's it's not that warm. It's cloudy. It's rainy. The weather's bad. Why do you want basketball to be finished in mid-February? I mean, come on, man. Let's, 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 let's pick this up. Let's, let's take it. You know, there's a reason they call it March Madness. Like, they get basketball fever. It picks up in March. And uh, a lot of states, I mean, they're done easy by, you know, February, mid to late February. I don't like it. I think majority of states, you got to push it back a little bit. It's crappy weather in the spring, especially in February in most places anyway. So let's play some basketball during that time. Even if you have to start the season a little bit later in the fall, push, push basketball season a little more in the spring. It's more fun. It's more fun. Anyway, these are seven uh, questions that I think you should ask yourself and have the answers to before uh, you get into the postseason. Um, but because this episode is a little bit late, I want to give a shout out to some of the teams that we've worked with, Coach's Edge, and their season has ended. Some girls programs today. All right, some girls programs today. Uh, Carver's Bay down in South Carolina. Uh, they won their league title. They won their region, whatever you would call it. They lost in the quarterfinals, so eight teams left in the state. They lost by, I think, two points, heartbreak. Um, but just a phenomenal, phenomenal season. And uh, it's been a pleasure to work with them. So congratulations to Coach's Edge member Carver's Bay and Coach Kings Barrett. Lakota girls basketball won their first league championship since their varsity coach was a player. How about that? So congratulations, Coach Foose. Uh, Lakota girls basketball they won their sectional championship as well which is you know if you're like in Michigan that's like the equivalent one in a district and then the next round would be districts in Ohio it's kind of like called the regionals in Michigan and they lost um, in the finals for that one Delta Delta Ohio girls basketball they won their sectional this year that's a big deal um, I mean it's they've they've come a long way working with their program the past few years has been awesome Delphus Jefferson, one of the top small school programs in the state of Ohio. Uh, They won their league title. They won their sectional championship, and they lost in the district final. Another big year for uh, Delphus Jefferson basketball. And then shout out to one of our uh, recent and not recent Coach's Edge members. We've worked with Napoleon girls basketball for a long time, um, like dating back five years, probably. Uh, They won the state championship in 2021. In 2020, they were 27-0, and COVID shut everything down. And, um, you know, this year they they won their sectional. They made it all the way to the district final and lost there. And um, it's good to have Coach uh, Crimebrink in the Coach's Edge membership since we've worked with him face-to-face. And now they got the online membership, too, which is pretty awesome. Um, 
I say all these things because I want to, you know, recognize the people that are part of our membership and that have had a lot of success. Um, I realize I'm not that important when it comes to their success. I'm not. Coach's edge is not that important when it comes to their success. We are a part of it and we are, it's a, it's an honor for us to be along for the ride because you see enough value in what we provide. Like when you sign up for Coach's Edge, I mean, you're signing up for three months, really. I mean, so you can unsubscribe at any time. And then we have so many teams that find the value in the role that we play because it's a role. Like I'm just a role player on the team, right? I'm like a bench role player on the team. But you find enough value in that role that, uh, you know, you keep Coach's Edge around, the resources, the meetings, the emails, the videos, all those things um, you find helpful. It's it's an honor, honestly, to be to be a small part of your journey. So congratulations to those programs. Now, for all the teams that are still into the postseason, here are some questions, rapid fire questions I want to fire at you. And it comes off the heels of our Coach's Edge meeting last night, which was dynamite. Number one, are there lineup changes that you need to make as you head into the postseason? Are there lineup changes you need to make heading into the postseason? This could be um, based on the personnel and the scouting report or some things that you just need to do on your own. Like it could be shortening the lineup. Maybe you play eight, you need to cut it a little more to seven, seven and a half, right? Um, maybe depending on the scout, you need to go small. You need to go big. Different players are going to you know, have a dramatic change in the amount of minutes just based on the opponent that you're playing. That's something to think about. You need to change. Are there going to be some lineup changes? Number two, offensive scheme. Okay. Is there a tweak that you need to make in your offensive scheme? Obviously, you want to do what you do, right? You don't want to be dictated by the opponent. But here's the thoughts that I want you to hear. When it comes to one and done, I think so much about your best player and playing through your best player. So from an offensive scheme standpoint, what are your go-tos as far as getting your best player shots? And what are your go-tos as far as giving your best player room and space to create and make plays? Like I'm spending a lot of time on what are those just two or three things that that's home cooking, right? That's home cooking. We can go to this because that goes into another one of the things that I want to mention, which is number three. What do you do when things go bad? When you're in a game and it's one and done and the other team makes a run, when they're throwing a, a difficult defense at you, a change up, tempo, do you have something to fire back with? What do you do when things go bad? Is there something that you can do offensively and defensively that can give you a momentum change, a tempo change, a style change, give you some breathing room when things go bad? Because at some point during a, a good run, things will go bad, right? Number four, what is your ball screen and late game coverage? What's your ball screen coverage or in your late game defense scouting? And the reason I put a lot of emphasis on ball screen is because the higher levels you go, the deeper you go in the tournament, the more those teams have a player or multiple they have some wiggle and they can do some damage with a little ball screen. They get a little space. 
and they can cause a ton of trouble. And so for those players, do you have a coverage that you say, hey, we got to get the ball out of that player's hands, slow them up, trap them, hard hedge. What are we doing on rotation? What are we doing backside? How are we able, you know, does this player like to pull it off a ball screen? Do they like to get into the paints? Are they really good at drawing fouls off the ball screen? We got to be careful there, not get called for any cheap ones. What's the ball screen coverage in the late game situations? That's four. Number five, do you have a junk defense slash tempo changing defense? And I like what uh, Coach Craig Archer mentioned um, last night. You know, he, he doesn't call them junk defense, he call them tempo changes. And I agree with him. I don't like calling them junk defenses either. I just know we're all on the same page when I say it. Um, is there a defense that you can throw out that can get you even five minutes of the game where the other team is like reeling and trying to figure out, Oh, we haven't seen this defense before or very often, or it's just not part of how we run our offense. And so now it's throwing them off. It's a tempo change, right? So do you have something in your back pocket? And what I mentioned to our coaches was it doesn't necessarily have to be a great defense. If it's that much different than what they're used to seeing, it can still be very effective, okay? So what have we talked about so far? Lineup changes, some of the offensive scheme as far as our best player. We've talked about our ball screen and late game coverage. We've talked about uh, junk defense slash tempo changing defense. You know, that could even be like a press. Like maybe you have one of the 2-2-1 presses, but it's it's the slowdown 2-2-1. It's not an attacking. You throw the 2-2-1, you just keep backing up, backing up, backing up, backing up to slow the other team down because they play with a lot of pace. Sometimes a press, you know, people think pressing, you know, can speed a team up, but sometimes you can use a press to slow a team down and that can help a lot as well. Um, so that'd be a tempo changing example as well. And then the fifth one was, what do you do when things go bad? You know, how do you respond? Do you have something in your back pocket offensively and defensively that you think can give you just a, a little bull to a little bit of juice, right? So um, that's number five. Number six, number six, the mindset. Last night I said, hype up versus gas up. What do I mean by that? I said, we're gassing them up. We're not hyping them up. When you hype a team up, okay, when you hype a team up, you get them excited. They don't need to be excited. I actually want them to be pretty calm, right? I don't want them to be too nervous. I want I don't want them to be necessarily be bouncing off the walls, right? That's the hype man. Like you get you give people energy. I don't necessarily want to give them energy. I want to give them extreme amount of confidence. That's what I mean by gassing somebody up. Right. So if you hear the term get gassing somebody up, it usually means, you know, somebody's giving somebody else like they're buttering them up. They're giving them a ton of, of compliments. And again, again, gassing up like you're filling them up. You're filling up the tank. Right. So what was what it means. So that's what I want to do with my kids. That's what I want to do with my team. How am I verbally giving them confidence to perform at their best? How am I putting a positive spin on everything that has led us up to this point? The 6 a.m. practices, the battling through being sick, tweaking an ankle, 
the disagreements that you've had, the times that, you know, you've, you've been, you know, upset at, you know, me as a coach, right? The uh, times where you were tired and you didn't feel like going to practice, you didn't feel like, you know, doing that extra sprint, doing that defensive closeout drill, that's super, super tough, that rebounding drill, but you did it anyway. The games where, man, you were battling, 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 you made a couple mistakes and you, you end up losing by two, missed a couple free throws, had a late game turnover. All of those things, the highs and the lows, the wins and the losses, the frustrating times, they've all put you in a position right now to be successful. Everything leading up to this point has put you in your current position in this given moment, and you have earned the right because of that because of the time, the sweat equity that you put in, you've earned the right right now in this given moment to be successful. It's time to go out and do it. It's time to go out and do it. That's what I mean by gassing up, right? I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to get you like super, super excited. I'm trying to get you to be in a frame of mind a frame of mind that says, when I go out onto this court, I deserve it. We as a team deserve it. Right. And I'm the, these conversations are having can be individual based and team based. Of course, I'm going to say this as a big group, like look, all the things we have been through, look, all the struggles we have been through, look, all the, the highs and lows that we have had, look, all the time that we have invested we have earned the right to be successful. It's time to go out and do it. But I can take it a step further and have some of those conversations individually. Right? You pull a kid into, into the office, right? Uh, pre-game chat, pre-practice chat, post-practice chat, whatever that might be. And you start to get even more specific with that individual player and their story the things that they have put in, the things that they have sacrificed. This is going to look a little different. Maybe they're a senior. Maybe they're a, a freshman or a sophomore up on varsity, right? Maybe they're a player who's a junior, but they're going to have a really big role next season. But you try to gas them up, putting them mentally in a position that they walk out there with a ton of confidence. Say, you know what? We deserve to be successful. I believe it. I believe we can do this. That's the frame of mind I want our kids to be in. So that's number six. Maybe the most important. And then the seventh one. We have to talk about it. What is your conversation when you lose? Only two teams in the division for each, in each state get to control that last practice. And only one team in each division in each state truly ends the season on a absolutely 100% positive note. Even, you know, if you're a team that well overachieved, yeah, and that season on a win. So for the rest of us, what is the conversation when you lose? And for, and for a couple of teams you work with, it's not when you lose, it's if you lose, you may not lose. There's a team I'm thinking of in my head right now. I'm like, they might win it all, which would be amazing. But for the majority of teams, at some point, you're going to lose. 
what is the conversation? Do you have something planned? Do you have something that you want to make sure you touch on? And it can be difficult in the given moment to say everything that you truly mean and want to say. And so I would ask that you would ponder those things, maybe write them down in the notes, notepad, notes to your phone, something like that. Just so um, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, if, if that loss happens to be tonight, I'm going to make sure I say this, or I'm going to make sure that I thank the seniors and I say, you know, this one specific thing about each of them, something like that. Um, obviously, nobody wants to think about losing, but for over 99% of the teams, you're going to lose your last game. And so I, I think it is important to have a little bit of something in, in frame of mind that you can share with your team. So those are the questions, man. Those are the seven questions that I wanted you to think about. I think that they can give you uh, a little better idea as you head into the postseason. Okay, so there was lineup changes. There was the offensive scheme, predominantly thinking about your best player. There's the ball screen coverage late game. There's the tempo changing defense slash junk defense. Okay, there's the what do you do when things go bad? There's the gas up confident mentality that we're trying to build. And then there's the, what's the conversation like when you lose and you're in the locker room with that team for the very last time? What does that look like? So thank you for listening to Coach's Edge podcast. Appreciate you. Appreciate our Coach's Edge members for allowing me to be a tiny, tiny part of your journey. Like I, not coaching basketball at the high school level this year is um, just tough. It's tough, but to be, you know, attached in some way, shape or form to all these teams around the country and and pulling for you and being celebrating with you and you win. And then, you know, being upset and hurting when you guys lose, uh, it's not something that I would trade, you know? And so thank you for letting me be a part of your, your journey as well. If there's anything I can do for you guys, let me know. For those of you that are still alive in the state tournament or prepping for the state tournament, Get after it today.